This is CliffCentral.com. All right, let's go to Mr. Rich Mulholland, who's on the line. It is time for us to find out in the reality check. Thanks, Caroline. We'll, we'll check in. With Thank you. you so much. Hey, Mr. Mulholland. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. Awesome. It's Monday. Ha, <laughs> Brad. Hey, so I worked with Tina Turner. Yes. Yeah, it was cool. I was uh, it was actually one of those kind of fluke gigs that uh, I wasn't supposed to be on. It was a problem, and they had to fly in uh, emergency crew for one gig, and I was one of them. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, because you were a roadie once. Yeah, well, I was a lighting uh, lighting technician, so yeah. I was part of a road crew. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Tina Turner, you get to see her. Um. So I actually I didn't actually watch the show so much. I was under the stage, but because oh. uh, uh, that was the show call that I had. But uh-huh. yeah, it was cool. Uh, she's just unbelievable, man. I I have yeah. never seen her, but I would love to. And I don't think she's going to be touring anytime soon. No, no, no. A machine. It was like a privilege to to be part of it. All right, Rich. So what's on your mind this Monday? We've missed out on you so, for the last two weeks. Yeah. So I was um, on. <laughs> on the socials this weekend and I saw this one dude post this poll mm-hmm. and it was a poll about a life change he wanted to make and then this other person turned around and said um, follow your passion and did the the two high five emoji mm-hmm. which people use as uh, praying hands yes with and the, with the, with use the, it it's praying kind of like hands like I want to punch them in the face you don't like praying hands no it's, it feels <laughs> so like oh bless like like you never speak to people like that. Like you put your head like you feel like it has to be delivered with a head tilt and that look in your eyes. Uh follow your passion. No man. But it's actually a high five emoji anyway. I'm convinced. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and then the person below them, uh, they posted the pointy up emoji and said, you know what they said. Follow your passion. Uh-huh. And I actually speak about this quite a lot. And in fact in my book Legacy I talk about it. But I actually think people should stop following their passions. I think there's more opportunity when you follow, you know, what frustrates you, when you when you chase the things that you hate. Yes. And uh, like I think all entrepreneurs, you know, I didn't start a presentation company because I love presentations. I started one because I hate them. Mm-hmm. You started Cliff Central because you hated some of the things that were going on in traditional radio. Correct. Uh, that's where the opportunity exists. But anyway, I found this article by Stanford, and they were talking about – the commencement addresses and how often graduates are told to follow their passion. Yes. And they cited two studies that said why it's actually not a good idea. And they were basically saying that that um, if you become too uh, uh, caught up in following your passion, you become too close to the other parts of uh, your field that you need to be open to in order to excel. And then the other thing is they found that it discouraged people for developing uh, uh, in general when, when they did that. And then I find this cool principle, and I just, this was kind of my point this morning that I wanted to share with you, mm-hmm. a Japanese principle called Ikigai. Do you know it? No, I don't. Tell me. So Ikigai is this Japanese principle, and I could I pronounced it wrong, but it's the intersection of four areas. And it's something I've been trying to think about quite a bit lately to try and figure out what these are. And the four areas are this. It's what you're good at what you care about, what you can get paid for, and what the world actually needs. Hmm. And if you can figure out the what your thing is in the middle of those four things. It's like a big Venn then, diagram. Sorry? It's like a big Venn yeah, diagram. Yeah, like a Venn diagram. Right? So okay. imagine a Venn diagram, and at the top is what, what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Then at the side is what you care about, mm-hmm. where your give a shit lies, mm-hmm. what you can get paid for, because that's important, and then what the world needs. And if you can find something that you can do in the middle of those things, then then you're winning. 
I think that's a very good way of looking at things because often people are so focused on what they care about, for example, that they don't realize that there's no way for them to make money out of that. Right. They get stuck. They, 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 it becomes a bit self-absorbed. You know, you, this is where I care about things, what I think I can do. And they're not paying attention to what the world needs or what they can make money out of. So it's all a me, me, me thing. Right, right, right. And is that why you're saying, like, for example, the follow your passion crowd are missing out on a trick here? I think that if when we follow our passion too much, we become too caught up in one way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And almost every – like if I look at the businesses that I've started and the things that I've done, almost all of them are based on – finding other elements, other aspects that I never would have gone for if I, if I chased my hobby. You know, I always say if I, if I did what I loved, I'd be, you know, I'd own a curry shop. Uh, like it's not, it's not enough to chase that. We need to be looking deeper. Hmm. All right. It's called Ikigai. Ikigai. All right. That's the, that's the principle. It's funny you mentioned that because I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts the other day and it's, it's kind of about Japanese culture and there's so much that we could learn there also when it comes to personal responsibility. You know, if, if someone in Japan is tasked with the job of planting a tree, they plant the tree, they make sure that the ground around the tree looks good, they remove all, each and every stone over a certain size. It's such attention to detail. They're so intense about everything. It's amazing. I think that we could all benefit enormously from their ability to do everything they do well. Have you ever visited Japan? No, I haven't. I've got to go. It's quite magnificent. I remember seeing like they just they accept anything that's done well. So I used to actually use and talk. You know, you see all these crazy memes about silly Japanese inventions. Yes. And they celebrate these inventions. It's called chindogu, and they celebrate these things that are so wacky, like a you know a thing that you pop on your head telling you which station to wake you up at when you fall asleep, and all kinds of silly things. You know, but what I realize is it's the cultures that celebrate those crazy inventions that also go on to invent the things that change the world Mm -hmm. because they allow people to have anything, any idea. If you want to go for it, they'll celebrate the idea, even if it's, you know, terrible, but because they have a culture that does that, that celebrates people trying different crazy, wacky things in a controlled specific way, then they, they basically half the inventions that have changed the world have come from this tiny little Island, you know, in the, in the East of the world. Like it's, it's quite insane how much they have, uh, changed us and just just observing the people like any sort of music is appreciated and and respected for what it is it's it's quite amazing well rich thank you for that this morning it's always good to catch uh, up with you and to check in with you on a monday morning it helps us to get our week in order and uh, we'll speak to you next week thanks fam take it easy bye there we go rich mulholland the reality check this is cliffcentral.com